Welcome to My Life, Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson, a journey into the deepest teachings of Torah and their application to our personal, emotional, and psychological lives. A good tevoch, a good week. We continue our journey in the life-changing Sefer HaTanya. This program is made possible by Rena Lights LLC, and it is an honor and memory of Rabbi Yosef Halevi Weinberg Olova Sholom, Rabbi Moshe Pinchas HaKoyen Katz Olova Sholom, and Rabbi El HaKoyen Khan Olova Sholom. It's also in schus and merit of Rabbi Zev Yecheskel HaKoyen and Risha Katz Le'erich Yomim Veshonim Tevis for many long and healthy years. We're close to the end of chapter 7 in Tanya, and we'll continue where we left off. And that is, as the Alter Rebbe is explaining, klipa. Klipa literally means shell. Shell referring to the shell of this material universe that conceals the divine energy within it, like the shell of a fruit, or the peel of a fruit, or the husk, or the, or the shell of a nut that conceals the fruit within. So there are different levels of klipa, and generally two different categories, as we learned at the end of chapter 6 and continuing into chapter 7. One is sholosh klipas atmeis legamri, three completely impure shells, which means that the energy within, the fruit within, is so concealed that it is completely off limits, it's so toxic, so we stay away from it. And the second level of klipa is klipas nega, called the fourth klipa, which is the radiant clip, noiga as in radiant or bright, meaning the shell is not as intense and the, the, the spark or the energy or the divine fruit within is more accessible. And those are the neutral items, the divrei shus in this world, the eating and drinking and everything we partake, dvorim ha-mutarim. Mutarim from the word heter, heter means it's unbound. Osir means it's bound. Osir v'kosher bideach yitzenim, it's bound and trapped and like tied up among uh, being held hostage by the husk, by the klippa, by the shell. And mutter means it's, it's untied, which means you can use it toward gedusha, like we learned at length. We could elevate it by eating and drinking and doing other activities, l'shem shamayim, for God's sake, for getting more strength to learn teda, for sharpening the mind, for, for other things that are all directed toward godliness. Or, God forbid, we can use it also the opposite. And then, Lefisha, temporarily, that spark does get descended, does get degraded and taxified. In other words, it can get polluted. Where Shloshkipsat maze is altogether off limits. It's always polluted. And you don't want to go into a polluted area to pollute yourself. So, that's called Shloshkipsat maze. Now, that, that clip of Shloshkipsat maze, like he made it clear, is something that's off limits. And the only time that will change is in the future. Like he said, when, when their time will come, and then death will be swallowed up, the spirit of impurity and pollutants will be disappear. So then the only thing that will remain is the spark within. But that's in the future. But, uh, or when we do tshuva, but a very powerful tshuva, a tshuva ma'ava, from a profound love and passion, then that has the power to extract essentially the spark that is being held hostage. It's very hard to access because it's so tied up. Think of it like a black hole. 
it's so powerful it doesn't let the, the gravitational power of the, of, the, of the black hole doesn't allow the light to escape. However, the tshuva ma'ave is a power that's even stronger that can extract it. Hoyel v'ayode, like he said, because of that, because of the darkness and the stress of the soul that's fallen so dark, in such a dark place, that causes a deep thirst, and that deep thirst is able to extract that spark, and therefore transforms deinus to zochis, crimes to merits, as we learned. So that's the, that's the process, that's the condition. But then we came to an exception. As he was talking, everything is by cholas asudas and bias asudas, things that are forbidden to eat, and bias asudas, forbidden intimate relations, forbidden sexuality. So he makes an exception. When it comes, however, However, the energy in the drops of semen of seed that a person emitted wastefully, which is a grave sin, here, you don't need to have tshuva ma'ava, that intense tshuva. What required here is a tshuva nechena. Nechena means appropriate, regular. Nechena means a regular, a ordinary level of tshuva. Now, no tshuva is really ordinary, but in relation, relative to tshuva ma'ava, that profound tshuva, that's the only way to extract the, the sparks from Shosh Klippus Atmeis and transform them, is only when it comes to Zerel Vatola. And he explains that Afshi Yorda Venichla Besholosh Klippus Atmeis, even though the seed on its own is Klippus Nega, and that's why a husband and wife in a sanctified way would have relations, so that seed is part of, of uh, Klippus Nega. And when it's done in Tare, in a pure way, in Lashem Shamayim, you're actually elevating those, uh, the seed to Gedusha and give birth to a tzaddik, and give birth to a, to, to bring down a neshama into this world, even to a tzaddik. However, when it's used wastefully, and emitted wastefully, so it's yorda v'nichlola b'shalosh klipas atmeis, so it's not like a dover mutter, which is when you say something is permitted, a kosher food, for example. So there, it's not bound up, and not being held hostage by the negative forces, the pollutants of the three impure um, clippers, husks. There, it's temporarily there in the, in the Shalosh Klippus Atmeis, but it's, you can remove it when you do tshuva. Here, it's gone into Shalosh Klippus Atmeis, it doesn't say lefisha, because here it's really now trapped there. So you do need tshuva. You do need tshuva. And the, and, but what type of tshuva? Tshuva necheno, ubekavona atzuma bekriyish mashalamita, as we learned. So you need tshuva nechene, but with a kavona tzuma, with an intense, with an intense concentration during the recital of Krishna Shalamita, the Shema that we say before bedtime. And that has the power to transform these, this wasted semen, the wasted seed, like he says afterwards, that has the power to transform it and elevate it. And that's what's hinted to in the Gemara, as we learned, that, that when a person recites Krishna, on the, bed, the bedtime Krishna, it's as if he held a double-edged sword, a sword which destroys the destructive agents of the negative forces which absorbed energy from the drops of seed that were wasted, enabling the energy to rise out of them, as it's known 
to the masters of hidden wisdom, meaning the wisdom of Kabbalah. Okay, so we see here another category. It's not a dova mutter because wasting seed is not, is not allowed. It's a dova roser. So in that sense, it's shalshrib satmeis. So it's not mutter that, that only temporarily went into that domain, into the polluted domain. On the other hand, you can elevate it without tshuva ma'ava. Later in chapter 8 of Ageras HaTshuva, the Alter Rebbe says that you need dafka tshuva ilo'a, a higher level of tshuva. So we see from this that this tshuva ma'ava we're talking is even higher than tshuva, tshuva uh, ilo'a. So this tshuva tata is a lower level of tshuva, basic tshuva of regretting the past and moving forward. But then you need tshuva ilo'a, that's what he says there. Now, not to contradict what, he, contradict what he says here, you have to say, tshuva nechena means the appropriate tshuva for this sin, which is tshuva law. So it's a higher level of tshuva, but not that intense love tshuva of tshuva ma'ava that's, that has the power to elevate from shalshkip satmeis, even with maicholas asuras and bias asuras, as we're going to learn soon. Illicit sexual relations with another. Here, wasted seed is not with another, as we shall also discuss, and therefore, tshuva nechena, which is a tshuva law that's appropriate for this, for this uh, sin, has the power to elevate, like he said, and extract the chayis from the negative polluted place. So tshuva is needed, but, in that, in that, in, in, uh, but not necessarily tshuva ma'ava. Okay. Now the Alter Rebbe goes even further. Now remember, and I want to just reiterate, I think it's important, even though Chassidus Chabad in general doesn't talk about this sin, not because it avoids it, but because they're talking about it, it considered can, that itself can elicit a negative thoughts. So the key thing is to move on. If a person, God forbid, has, uh, has emitted seed in this fashion, you move on. Try to do tshuva, but, but obsessing with it, it itself is a problem. It itself can be a problem. However, because the sin is such a fundamental one, to the point that it says in Sfarim, it's the cause for the, gol- the golos, the arichas golos, the length of our exile. So there's places in the Geras HaTshuva, and some say the whole Geras HaTshuva. And here in Tanya, chapter 7 we're learning, and we refer to in other places in Tanya that the Alter Rebbe does address it because it is an issue. But it's not something that Chassidus is consumed with for the reasons, as I said, the best way to deal with it is to bring light into the picture. However, when discussing it, we need to understand the details. And here too, as you see, Alter Rebbe, even though he's saying it's a very severe sin, as we're going to read in a moment, the words he, how he describes it, but he's also making it easy to get out of. So while a person is doing it, it's considered very pollutant, very toxic, but at the same time, you have, you're able to free it relatively easily. In contrast to Bias Asuris, which is illicit sexual relations with another. And that's what he's going to address now in continuing this discussion, this uniqueness of this particular sin, which is a fundamental one and so important to bring the Geula. And therefore, as it's addressed in many Svarim, I'll just give a few of them. I may have mentioned it already. Especially in in Reishis Chachma and in other places, but yet, it's also giving us the, the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, the, the ability, the ease to be able to redeem the sparks in this dark place. 
So here's how the Alter Rebbe continues. Ulechein, and this is why, since we are able to redeem these sparks without the depth, the depth of a loving the tshuva ma'ava from the depth and passion that requires a deep thirst to extract sparks from the, dark, the darkest polluted places. Here, ulechein lehuskut mashenken oven zora zera levatola. Because of this reason that it's easier to do, that's why the Teda does not mention, does not include it in the sin of wasting seed in the list of forbidden sexual activities in Sefer Vayikra. In Sefer Vayikra, in Kapitel Yudches through Chof, Pashas Achrei, which we read in Anyam Kippur, where he lists all the different sexual sins. So it seemed that this is a grave sin. Why doesn't he list the wasting of seed? Even though in other places in Teirah it's mentioned, when it talks about Eir Enon, and, and the Gemara learns from that how it's such a, it's a biblically prohibited sin. We're talking about a Nida Yud Gimel Aleph and Beis. Based on the Psukim in, uh, in, um, in Bereshi Islam at Ches Yud, Pashas Vayeshev. And we find other places that Teda talks about it, but not in the, in the location where B.S. Asuris and the sexual relations are, all, those, all the forbidden sexual relations, it would seem it, it should go right there. Why isn't it included there? So the Alter Rebbe explains why. But first he qualifies and makes the question even stronger. Af mahen. Even though wasting seed is considered a worse sin than the other sexual prohibitions, and that reason, it should be included in all the different se- the prohibited sexual relations that he talks about in Vayikra. In the Shulchan Aruch, in Evan Ezer, Simen Chav Gimel, talks about that is the gravest sin of all, the more serious than any of the prohibitions in the Torah. That's the words in the in Shulchan Aruch. So even though it's a graver sin, and the Alter Rebbe elaborates even more, Let's translate this word by word. The God sin is great. Do. Due to the enormity. So first, godless, which is qualitative. And extremely abundant. So both Godless, which means echus, quality, and quantity of the tumma, of the impurity, of the toxins, of the pollutants. Quantity of the impurity, klippus, atuma va klippus, impurity and klippus and husks, which result, shemelid, and are, melid, are given birth to by emitting seed wastefully. Even more than through forbidden relations. So this is all even though, so then why is it not included there? So before we answer the question, let's first elaborate, what does he, what does he mean here by Godless Viribu Hatuma? So generally, you can explain this Kamus Anechus, which means quantity and quality. So first he says actually quality and then quantity. A person, when he emits seed wastefully, first of all, there's a certain amount of quantity. It's just spreading. And there's also a quality. What does that mean? That you're doing it completely for selfish purposes. Not in any way to give an inkling of, pos- of, of positivity, 
But when a person has relations, sexual relations that are inappropriate and prohibited, there's another person. You can't call it, you call it wasted because it's going to the wrong place, as we'll soon talk about. And in that sense, it's much worse where it goes. But here it's wasted. It's like just literally squandered. What is squandered? They gave us to bless somebody with the ability, with an energy, to give birth to a child, to give birth to new life. That's the power of seed. That's what semen is about. We were, if we were not blessed with it, we wouldn't be able to bear children. So the God gave us a blessing, and instead of using it where it should be used, it's completely for your own selfish pleasure, indulgence. So it has both in quantity and quality, like he calls it, God laven, it calls it, God laven, it Biasasudis, on the other hand, we're going to learn that it has a different uh, negative thing, which is much worse. It's not the human being who is wasting the seed, it's where you're placing it. And it's been a permanent way. In a keli, like he's going to explain here and in the gloss of Tanya, and that makes it far harder to, re- to redeem. Because on the other hand, the wasted seed has not been taken hostage by anybody else. It's just wasted. So with tshuva nechene, you're able to free it. So that, with that is going to explain why this Avera is not listed with the other B'yasasudas because though, like we just said, it's considered a worse sin, Because it gives, what meilid he means here, not meilid obviously giving birth to something, but it means it it's, 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 uh, expands and extends ma'id ma'id when a person wastes seed. And yet, it's not like biasasuras. And he explains now why. In biasasuras, forbidden. A forbidden relations in, in Vayikra, in Sefer Vayikra, they give power and energy to a klipa, to a husk, to a, pollutant, to a polluted state that is so extremely impure. So here he calls it Tmeya Biyeser, Ad, She'eni Yochel Alish Misham Achayez Betshuva. To the extent that ordinary and regular tshuva is not enough. Not enough repentance does not have the power to extract the energy from there. So here we have an additional component. There's another person involved. We'll learn as a keli. So on one hand, the seed has gone into a keli, so you could say it doesn't have that quite that indulgent element in it and selfishness. But on the other hand, it's very hard to extract, as we'll discuss momentarily, shortly, in more detail. We're going to learn the Haggah now that explains the reason. Al-Tarebbe gives the actual reason in the footnote here, in the gloss that he writes on this topic. And then we'll elaborate and explain it. What does he say? Mipnei, we're reading the note now, the gloss. What's the reason? Al-Pi Kabbalah, 
It's Kabbalistic Asius. Why the sin of wasting seed is, on one hand, it's so negative as we just discussed, primarily from the point of view of the person, because of their indulgence, and both the quality and quantity, and we'll explain that shortly as well. And at the same time, it's easier to rectify. So he says, When you're dealing with forbidden union, forbidden relations with a partner, with a female partner that's forbidden to you, the energy in the seed is absorbed by the female and the recipient who is bonding with you, or in this case, we're talking the clippers, the female recipient element of the clipper that is absorbing, receiving and absorbing from the Gedusha of the seed. Remember, the seed itself is given from God. It has an element of holy seed because it can be used to give birth in a sanctified way to children. Wasting it is a sin, but when B.S. Asuras is in that in a certain way worse because it's now been absorbed by a klippa, the klippa of Nukfe, which receives and absorbs the energy from the powers of holiness. So just as it is physically, in B.S. Asuras there's a partner, also Pikabola, in Ruchnius, the idea is that the female forces of klippa, in other words, there's an entity that's actually absorbing this clipper. In wasted seed, it's just wasted. It's not going anywhere. And that itself is its problem. And even in that way, even a worse problem. Here, it's being absorbed by something. So once it's contained and enmeshed and entangled, now it's being held hostage. Now it's no longer something you can just say, okay, I'll do tshuva. Because it's not just you anymore. That seed has been implanted somewhere. And where? In a very, what he calls, to the point of a very, so it's a whole different story now. So it's more than just the gavra of the person. By contrast, wasted seed where there's no female aspect, in other words, no keli, no recipient. Remember, male and female, both man and woman, also represents mashpia and makabal, oir and keli. There's no keli, there's only oir. There's no female aspect of klippa is absent. So then why is it such a terrible sin? Because only instead of a feminine clip of recipient of a keli absorbing the energy, the powers, the the powers, the, the strengths, and hosts, and essentially like soldiers, the forces that are within the wasted seed, malbishim They become the garments that, that, that provide and dress the energy of the spilled drops 
l'chayish abetipis of that wasted seed. Where he mentions again, So, here we see the contrast. With Bias Asuris, you cannot extract that once you've released the seed there. With wasted seed, so the klipe, the words that he used before, is stronger and greater, but it's easier to extract because there's no keli to contend with. So even though thoughts about a forbidden person to you may lead to the wasted seed, but there is no actual person. So there is something that you have to contend with, that you have to deal with. Now, an example to explain the difference would be, just an example, all three, all three aspects here. There are people, for the person, for example, has a, um, you have people who, for example, have a strong passion for something, very intense passion for something, and it's therefore difficult for them to release that passion for something inappropriate. That's like a qualitative investment, so to speak, a qualitative um, negative passion, taiva. And it's very difficult for him to free himself from that. Then there's someone who doesn't have necessarily a qualitative deep passion, but they just like to indulge, maybe more superficially. That would be a quantitative. A lot of different things they experiment with that are all forbidden or off-limits. Now, both of these not necessarily means that they're involved in necessarily the most crass type of behavior. So that's why the tshuva nechena is enough there. Whether it's... So the idea of wasting seed, where he says the expression, that has both elements, both in its um, enormity and extremely abundant, means on one hand the quality of your investing in it because a person is consumed... As we know someone emitting seed is, has to focus on it and concentrate. So there's a certain polluted element. You're getting contaminated as you're immersed in it. The second thing is that there is a, a riboy, abundance of it. So he's involved, in other words, in more than just one focused problem, but it's seed that just wasted, um, uh, uh, basically wasted and scrounged. But then when there's Bias Asudis, you're dealing now with a klipa that is a very crass one. Now you're involved with another person. And that creates a trap that cannot easily just be freed. So the first one, even though they are prohibited, but you have, the, you have at least the capacity to free yourself from it through tshuva nechena and the kavonat suma, the very intense intention and the appropriate tshuva that you need. But not necessarily tshuva ma'ava. But when it comes to biasasudis, that's not the case because, like we just explained in the Haggah. So how then can a person free themselves? Now he goes back. Biasasudis is different. And that's why Zedalavatola, wasted seed, is not included in that. Because now the only way to free yourself is like we discussed earlier. Unless the person repents. With such great love. Kolkach. That his intentional sins are transformed into merits. 
Back to that. So, and that's why it's not included with Biyasasuras. But now, once the clip is completely in control, due to the keli that has now absorbed the, the seed, then it changes the whole picture. And that's the distinction between the two. The Al-Tareb is now going to go on and explain it. With this, we'll explain a Maimon Razal that drives the point home. But we see from here how the different levels, how, how we can be held hostage and trapped in the tentacles of our temptations in different ways. And each way has to be dealt with appropriately. Some is a little easier to free ourselves, even though it could be very contaminating on the, per- the person. But the, but the chefze is not so intense. But B.S. Asur is you're dealing with a chefze, another person that has absorbed the, the, the seed in a prohibited way. So always misayman betev. We always conclude with something good. We'll stop here and continue next week. Everyone have a good tavach, and we should only know of good things. And ruach hatuma avim in that all impurity will be removed from this earth. Be well. This has been My Life Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson. Please join us again next week. Visit chasidasapplied.com for archived classes and more resources.